Hello and welcome everyone to the Reader Copy Podcast, the comic podcast about comic books. It is Wednesday, January 5th, 2022. Is that right? 2022. Wow. We're in the new year already. Yeah. First episode of the new year. My name is Chris. I'm joined by my co-host, Daniel. Yes. Welcome, everyone. Hope you guys are having a good day. I'm having a pretty good day, except for one minor hiccup in my day. What happened? Okay. So I was in the middle of taking a shower. For some reason, our apartment crapped out and the water shut off in the middle of the shower. <laughs> I had like straight up shampoo all over my head and everything ready to, mm-hmm. I don't know, wash it off. Even soap on my, like body wash my body. <laughs> and then right at so that- So like wipe it off? Right, right at that point, the shower shut off and I freaking was in a panic. <laughs> I, was, I was telling you, if, if it's an emergency and you need clean water, the back of the toilet, that water is still clean. Right. That tank water, not in the bowl, but in the little tank in the back. Uh-huh. That's, you could use that. It's clean water. I, 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 that's a smart move. Use the water in the back of the toilet to clean myself. <laughs> it's not used yet. That's straight from the tap. It's, it's like... <laughs> In my book, it's used already. No. <laughs> right? It's recycled. It's, no like, it's one sitting uses there. That back of it, like you don't use that part, so it's it's still clean. I know that what you're saying, but just in my brain, mm-hmm. in my American brain, I can't get used to it. Because I think in like Japan, they have interesting shower bath toilet what? connections where it's actually using like the toilet there comes from the shower, like used shower water. They poop in the shower? No, no. What are you saying? It's like you know they have small bathrooms there because everything's kind of small apartments. Okay. It's like a whole one big setup where the shower is right in the middle of the toilet too. The whole room is the shower? Yeah, kind of. And also it uses toilet uses recycled shower water. Did you know that? Uh, some some apartments, not all of them. To flush. To flush, yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. Well, we it's not the other that. way around. We don't have that. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, I was at maximum suds at this point <laughs> as the freaking <laughs> shower turned off and I had to... I can't, I can't, I had no water to wash it away with. I wasn't going to use your drinking water just in case. Yeah. And I just had to wipe it off with a towel. Freaking had Old Spice shampoo straight up in my hair. I felt, funny, I felt, I felt worse after taking that shower. Like I felt dirtier. The funny thing is you had to like just wipe it all off, right? Exactly. And like 10 minutes later, the water came back on. It was not 10 minutes, like half an hour. <laughs> it wasn't right. that long. It it felt like it. Okay. Well, I, I, I started to get itchy. Cause I yeah, think. Cause you have, you still have soap in your hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In your hair. It was the worst. I hated it. But besides that, pretty good day. Yeah. Pretty good day. <laughs> <laughs> I left the kitchen faucet on just to see when the water would turn back on. Yeah. You like... You wrote a complaint already to the How it wasn't a complaint. property manager and a, it just, like a ticket order. Yeah, I did put in a ticket already through the website or ticket website. You were I, pissed. I was <laughs> beside myself, <laughs> but so, I, I didn't write it angrily or anything like that. I just wanted to get an update, you know? Yeah. It could have lasted forever. However, we could mm-hmm. be living the apocalypse. Water is, is it's water world. Where we, <laughs> <laughs> reverse water uh, world. Reverse water world. I should say Mad Max. <laughs> to me, I was like, it'll come back on an hour or so I'm not worried. Yeah, but you don't have shampoo still in your hair. That's the difference. <laughs> yeah, I was I was angry. I was I was in my feelings, as Drake would say. Uh, well, so far so good for me. <laughs> no problems in my year yet. That's right. It's already it's the, the first shower of the year sucks. Yeah. <laughs> 
I haven't showered since last year. That's disgusting. That's disgusting. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, if you're new to the show, thanks for tuning in. Welcome. Why don't you explain to them how the show works? Here at the Reader Copy Podcast, first we'll run into the comic book news that came in this week, and then we'll talk about a comic book in the middle. Today we're going to be talking about Star Wars Blood Ties. That's a Boba Fett comic book in celebration of his new TV show. And then at the end, we'll talk about our side stories, whatever we've been doing for entertainment this week. All right, sounds good. Let's get into the news. Everyone's still on that Spider-Man No Way Hope, No Way Home hype. Yeah, No Way Hope. <laughs> no Way Hope. That, that would be a cool title. Maybe. I don't know. Star Wars one? Uh, Spider-Man A New Hope. Yeah. Um. So spoilers if you haven't seen it, but you've probably seen it. Hopefully you've seen it. Yeah. Because we're going to be talking about rumors that are directly, could be caused by that movie. Yeah. So spoilers ahead. Either you just don't care that much to watch the movie already, or you have an, an actual life, which either way. Oh, come on. Yeah. Screw either, you. Either way, you're probably not listening to this yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but also connected to No Way Home was the Venom Let There Be Carnage movie. Yeah. At the end credits of that, we saw Venom and Eddie Brock kind of get sucked into the MCU universe. Yeah, that's what it looked like. And it definitely uh, drew up some excitement for the Venom fans to finally yeah. see them tussle, possibly. So we knew, oh, they're finally in the same like world, quote unquote mm-hmm. world. Maybe we can see Tom Hardy and Tom Holland on screen together. Yeah, two Toms for the price of one. Yeah, we, we didn't. Didn't happen. Tom Hardy stayed in Mexico the whole time. Yeah, he, <laughs> he uh, waited for the end credit scene right? yeah. to, to make an appearance, and it was a kind of lackluster at that. Yeah, and at the end, he gets like pulled back into his regular universe, right? Yeah, so they never saw each other. Yeah, but now the rumor is that Venom 3 will finally have venom face off with spider-man like a good one <laughs> a good one <laughs> actual face off right okay. yeah not that 70s spider-man that's seven what <laughs> not tough uh, for grace tough for grace i see what you're just saying <laughs> Yo, you, what do you say? You didn't like that? That was awesome. That was the best Spider-Man okay. movie. All right. right. Sure. All right. Um, but the rumor is that we will finally see Spider-Man face off with Venom in the third Venom movie, but it won't be Tom Holland Spider-Man. Really? What does that mean? Like, what other Spider-Mans are there on the market? <laughs> well, what I loved so much about No Way Home was they brought back Andrew Garfield. Yeah. My favorite Spider-Man. To this date, really? You're- yeah, still. Yeah. My oh. favorite Spider-Man. That's that's it. I, he's, I, don't th- I think he's the worst Spider-Man. Peter Parker. Hands <laughs> down worse Peter Parker. Yeah. Well, that's kind of mean, but all right. I don't I don't I think I also don't agree with you as far as the best Spider-Man. Like I said, he's kind of a bully in that. Like even more than bully Maguire. Okay. Too mean for me to be on his side sometimes. Yeah. What if that's him like without the symbiote too? What yeah. if he got the symbiote? Okay. Well maybe I'm not I'm on board for that actually, because then <laughs> we we're gonna get this actually like vicious, maybe, yeah. you know, black suit Spider-Man then. So I think um Venom will face off with Spider-Man. It's going to be Andrew Garfield Spider-Man in Venom 3. And I think at one point, Andrew Garfield will have the symbiote on him and we'll get the black suit Spider-Man again. And then it'll leave him, go back on Eddie, but it'll have the Spider-Man logo. It'll have a... So Venom will have a new look, you know? Yeah. Spider-Man gets a new look each of these movies, yeah. it seems like, in the MCU ones. Mm-hmm. So Venom could have a new look, a hero would have one. I like that idea too, because it's basically Spider-Man 3, the Raimi version, but yeah. now with Andrew. Yes. I think, I, I think I'm on board for that actually yeah because i again i think andrew garfield was the best spider-man and there is outcry
cry to have him come back. I think people liked what they saw with No Way Home with him. Yeah, yeah. So um, I would love to see it without having to do a whole new Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 3 or anything like that. He could be in it, but not as much. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't okay. have to be his movie. Yeah. It could still be Venom's movie. He's kind of the antagonist, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Okay. I like that idea because I think he was more on board in, uh, well, spoiler, obviously, yeah. in No Way Home. He was more right. on board as far as comparing him to Tobey Maguire. Like sure, He was right. more like happy to be there, it seemed Kinda, like. yeah. So I think he'll have more excitement to be brought back. Yes. And I, don't, I, th- I think that, that makes sense. And like, like his role to be a little bit smaller, but, but returning nonetheless. Exactly. And I think the fans will still get what they want and Sony will get the, what they want by completing a Venom trilogy. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I feel like for even though Let the Recarnage was, I'll say a letdown, I still want more Venom and I think it was enough to have Sony like make another movie. It was totally a letdown, but yeah. I think I see what you mean. I think uh, they don't have too many action figures to play with. They don't have a right. whole lot of tools in the toolbox to play mm-hmm. with. So I think having Venom is kind of a, sh- a good move. Yeah. From the momentum of the first one, I think making a third one makes sense. Even though they have a lot of... I think his hero turn, right? He's kind mm. of a hero for them. Right. Makes sense. So I guess that's why they didn't have him in Sinister Six, right? Yeah. Like he was in the world, but he was totally isolated. Yeah. In Mexico. In Mexico, yeah. He couldn't get a passport because of COVID. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> I, U.S. government would have let him in. He has no reason to know there's something going down in, was it New York or whatever? He's yeah, just chilling in Mexico. That's so weird because, well, I guess... The other villains were in New York already, right? Yeah. So that's why when they got pulled, they were in New York. Whereas Eddie was in... Okay, I guess that makes sense. He was in vacationing. Yeah. Maybe that was the whole reason why they put him in Mexico in, in the end. end of... So he wouldn't be part of the... So that he's like not even in America. Like he's mm-hmm. not even in LA where he's based... At, or, or San Francisco, sorry. Yeah. Where he's based out of. Yeah. So he wouldn't know like to make a trip to anywhere to like Spider-Man or whatever. Mm-hmm. So do you think Andrew Garfield, if that is what we're going to do, yeah. was in New York this whole time and Eddie Brock just didn't know about Spider-Man or he knew about him but he has nothing there's no reason for him to go over to New York to go to talk to him I think so yeah I think yeah I think um I don't think he knows him or anything like that in person in person mm-hmm. or maybe in, in the amazing well I was gonna say maybe in the amazing Spider-Man universe sure Andrew okay. Garfield Spider-Man universe Spider-Man is not like famous but I think he's I think he's known. If there's no other heroes, I think he would be famous. He's the one single superhero. He's the one. So there would have to be some type of news about it. But also, they're on opposite sides of the country. There's no reason for him to go talk to him or anything. Yeah, like I mean, he's, do you know? We live in the West Coast. Do you know about New York superheroes right now? I guess I don't. So you don't, I, right? I only know the there's West Coast There's a lot Coast of ones. them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have their phone number. I don't know where I <laughs> Uh, he's, he's got a secret identity, apparently. I can't go yeah. to his apartment to talk to his Aunt May, right? So that makes sense where he wouldn't. And he's dealing with his own problems. There's the freaking yeah. venom in his head, demon in his head that he has to deal with. So so like like you said, Venom is kind of like the protagonist of his movies, of course. Yeah. And Andrew Garfield will come in, but I don't think he is like the villain necessarily. Maybe he's like a foil or something, but like there should be another villain, right? That right. they both have to maybe team up against. And ideally that would have been Carnage, but um, it didn't line up that way and it wasn't good enough he was getting too big for his bridges he's gonna get his own movie 
So who do you think could be a villain for a third Venom movie that both of them would have to maybe work together against? Okay, looking at the pattern so far for the Venom movies, let's be honest, they're kind of just carbon copies of Venom already. Mm-hmm. So I think it, would, it could be different though. It, it totally could be. I mean, that might be the way to mix it up, but I think uh, they'll probably play it safe and have another Venom in there so they don't run out of villains for Spider-Man to fight. You know what I'm saying? Mm, so okay. I think they'll just hand the symbiote, maybe the symbiote's on the run and wants to spread to other hosts. Well, okay, what about this? All right. Dane DeHaan comes back All right. and he becomes Red Goblin. Okay. Now, Red Goblin is a new character from the recent Spider-Man comics where it was, it was Norman Osborn in the comics, but he gets the Carnage symbiote on him and he becomes Red Goblin. That's fun. Okay, so now we can also play with the, the villain's rogue gallery of Andrew Garfield now. Yeah. That being said, I don't want to bring Dane DeHaan back. <laughs> I think there's a reason why he didn't come back into uh, No Way Home, right? Sure. When they had a Green Goblin already, too, he sucked. Okay. So, Dane DeHaan, I think uh, they're not going to do that. (laughs) Even though (laughs) Red Goblin's awesome. Um, we have we don't have too many stories of him yet either that they could play off with. Yeah, to be honest, mm-hmm. there was only one. It was a big like issue eight hundred story, and it was like a reveal thing. It wasn't. I don't think it was lo- beloved for the story. It mm-hmm. was just like a new collectible thing because there's a new character. Yeah, you know what's cool though? Uh, spoiler alert for that comic book. Mm-hmm. Um, the symbiote goes back on Peter Parker to fight um Red Goblin. Oh, really? And if you notice, when it's on Peter as Spider Man, he just looks like. A black suit spider-man but when it's on venom he has like this large mouth with fangs and all this long tongue right yeah yeah yeah. he finally like let it loose like gave it full control when he was on peter parker so imagine it was spider-man but with like the venom mouth oh very cool yeah so okay. he's like uh the only way i'm gonna beat him is I just like it's like let the symbiote fully control me it's just the symbiote is actually doing the damage yeah so it oh. was c- kind of cool for a little bit it was like you saw peter parker spider-man with a symbiote kind of like as venom was it after like was it on Venom when it jumped to him or was it on Red Goblin well it was on Venom but like Red Goblin has the Carnage one oh I see I see okay yeah yeah Yeah. okay that's pretty interesting I I think uh, Red Goblin I think is not on the books okay I'm thinking it could be uh, the Scorpion which is another one who did have the Venom host in um, Ultimate Spider-Man right I believe well I think even in the regular 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 Spider-Man he's the second Venom I see okay well that would be pretty interesting right to have still interesting yeah because he does get those symbiote yeah so it could be the mix of does he have scorpion powers or is he just he just has a costume he had a costume yeah but he he likes scorpions i I know i know (laughs) i know he has the costume yeah is he wearing it when he's venomized no i don't think so he's just a venom yeah okay i think he's like bigger though because isn't that rick remender's venom i'm not sure i don't remember i'm not too sure either timeline yeah but yeah he's the second venom for sure okay that'll be interesting just to have if we're doing these carbon copy villains yeah having him introduced there would be kind of fun you know i think they might have to do the the i guess it's a different universe so yeah yeah there's also um this character called toxin oh we haven't seen that yet no we haven't seen that yet that's like also like a child of the symbiote so it's kind of like a carnage and then there is anti-venom yes so this time imagine if venom was a hero basically <laughs> which we've done in the movies already <laughs> But it's basically just Venom with a white look. And it's he's like a good reversed. guy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. So, but if this rumor is true, do you want to see Andrew Garfield come back as Spider-Man? Now I do. After yeah. seeing him in No Way Home, mm-hmm. he was not going into it kind of uh, half in. He was, he was 
was just getting a paycheck. He was not mailing it in. And also in the that Peter Parker storyline, yeah. he was kind of like, this is all I got, being Spider-Man, yeah. right? So seeing him get a conclusion would be mm-hmm. very satisfying. Like actual, maybe somewhere to keep his story going yeah. into a happy ending somewhat. Maybe he meets a Mary Jane in this movie. Yeah. At this point, it would be weird. Like he's he's like <laughs> looking for a Mary Jane, right? As like, a- I know they exist. The other guys had him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, my question is this. The villains pulled into No Way Home. The spell was like, if you know Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Right. They got pulled in. Eddie Brock got pulled in with Venom. Now, at first I was like, why? Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm still there. I think the writers did an interview and they said the symbiote, it was, it was also my theory, which is correct. The symbiote kind of has like a, a shared understanding of the multiverse. It is, oh. Yeah. Okay. So if one of them knew it was Peter Parker, kind of like all of them do. So your theory was kind of correct kind of yeah a hive mind if you will if yeah so um and also like the way he was pulled in if you remember the end of um venom 2 yeah the symbiote was like i'm gonna show you like the everything we know about the universe right he's talking to eddie brock right and that's when it kind of like warped away and the world changed for him yeah you got phased into the mcu world right what if that's a power that the symbiote actually can do so okay of the the symbiote world maybe like the symbiote has this power to kind of like jump dimensions or something just secretly in there for some reason yeah for storytelling yeah yeah and then let's say andrew garfield got that power because he has some of the symbiote oh so he's he's jumping around because he now knows that there are other multiverses right so he could be like the quantum leap (laughs) spider-man the one jumping around yeah i see so okay. maybe we get a bunch of andrew garfield movies and it's always a different spider verse different one okay yeah that sounds like a, a lot to sign up for if i am andrew garfield <laughs> to be honest right what if he's looking for someone throughout these multiverses oh uh, his own mj well what if he's looking for a gwen again a oh, gwen that didn't die a different gwen that'd be interesting maybe a gwen that has powers oh, what, like what <laughs> gwen powers she got bit by yeah. another gwen <laughs> Because the rumors are that Sony wants Emma Stone back to do a Spider Gwen movie. That's right. Uh, so Emma Stone, she was she did an adequate job, I think, of Gwen Stacy in her role. I think pretty dang good. Um, and she's her star has just kind of risen since then. Yeah. So I could see Sony on board as far as wanting a Spider Gwen movie to happen, right? Yeah, Spider Gwen is obviously a very popular character. Mm-hmm. The only thing is like. I was looking at the time. She's like 33 now. Yeah. By the time they would do it, she'd be like 35. And in my head, Spider-Gwen is like 16. <laughs> no. I think she's like 22 in my okay. head. In my head, she's like in high school still. How old is... Well, maybe Spider-Gwen is in high school in the Into the Spider-Verse movie. Yeah, yeah. Do you think she's in high school? Because Miles is in like middle school in, the, in that movie, right? Well, they went, they're in the same school, but I think she's a little bit older. I think she was just like, yeah, trying to sneak into the school, right? That was the whole point. Okay, yeah. So I think um, that they're going to be warping the story, obviously. She'd have to be older. It could work. I think so. Uh, Maybe she's, maybe Andrew Garfield is just Peter Parker in in her movie. Maybe. Right? That's kind of how it is. Or if you want to spoil like the the comics, uh, Andrew Garfield was, Peter Parker is the one that dies in her world. So that's what propels her to become a hero Mm -hmm. further, right? Yeah. I I think a Spider-Gwen movie is in our future. That'd be cool, yeah. I, I would like to see Emma Stone movie in the fu- in the near future I don't think I think in the timeline it's not in place right now I mean just, if, if Tobey Maguire can still put on the suit yeah. why can't Emma Stone do it um, just because Tobey Maguire
Maguire, it's, it's a different story because he's, you know, nostalgia. it's nostalgia factor. Mm-hmm. Emma Stone, I think she could pull it off, but I think uh, the timeline they have in place already, what they've announced, yeah. that's pretty far down the road, right? Don't you think? I think if she said she's willing to do it, they would fast track it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think so. She's, she's a star. A star. Is yeah. she a bigger star than Andrew Garfield? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Comparable. Yes. They're still dating, right? No, I don't think they're dating. They've dated before, yeah. Yeah, they dated before, but I don't think they're still dating. Okay. I thought they, I, I'm not keeping track of Emma Stone, but okay. Oh, well, I keep track of Andrew Garfield. I know I what see. he's been doing ever since. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were super excited then for no. Yeah. <laughs> I knew about this years ago. <laughs> Another thing was Haley Steinfeld played Spider Gwen in mm-hmm. Into the Spider Verse. She could get a dye job and like get get blonde hair and do for the role. But if it is the MCU world, it doesn't make sense with her playing Kate Bishop now. Well, I don't think it would be the MCU world. It'd be the Sony world because Sony's the one that wants to do it. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, if it's the Venom world, whatever that one is. Well, I think it would be its own separate world too because that's an option. If yeah. Andrew Garfield and and, and Venom share the same world. That Gwen is dead. Right, right. Okay, so that's, she's dead and gone. She's dead and gone. <laughs> uh, so that that makes sense if it's like a whole different world and then they could, pl- they could do the whole pointy Spider-Man thing with the two of them, Kate Bishop and Spider-Gwen <laughs> oh, from this geez. random other Sony. You know, if they want Nicolas Cage in there too. Why not? What? Oh, yeah, because of his Ghost Rider. Right. <laughs> I, okay, I, I love... I think Emma Stone, right? I think it'll be fun if it's in the near future, but I don't know if it's going to happen, right? I think if Venom 3 happens the way they're saying it will yeah. with Andrew Garfield, I think it's a stronger chance that this Spider-Gwen project could become a reality. And I think there's even stronger chance that a third movie after both of these will come with Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man with Gwen as Spider-Gwen together. I think so too. I think the Spider-Man fans or comic book fans in general just build stuff up so much and they just can't wait to see it on screen mm-hmm. that Sony would just benefit from that, right? Yeah. They're just waiting for that moment for them to reunite after yeah. you've seen how sad Andrew is. I think Sony is realizing like the fans are telling them what they want and they'll give the money to that. Yeah, so it's no. like, okay, let's make that. Why not? We'll get all the money. Yeah. So I think um, out of these two stories, more so I want Andrew Garfield and Venom together fighting. Oh, yeah. But Spider-Gwen is still pretty cool and I think Emma Stone could pull it off. The... Uh, the whole Venom thing, it's got me a little bit worried after number two. Let's be honest. It was not the best. So yeah. I don't think I blame Tom Hardy, but Tom Hardy is involved in that, right? So I, I'm, a, I, I'm worried about next installments. You know who I blame, which is, I, I don't know, but I feel bad, but it's uh, Andrew Circus. Andy Circus. Um, you don't know his name's not Andrew. <laughs> Andy Circus. Yeah. Uh, I think he, I don't think this is his first time directing, but it's... He's not a well-known director. Did he direct the first? He did not direct the first He did one, not right? direct the first okay, one. Okay, yeah. So I think he kind of got pushed around by the studio to like do whatever they said. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah, and they said, make it under 90 minutes. That was the big thing? Oh, yeah, it, it was so fast. It was very short and fast and it didn't have any real character development. It just felt like it was going, expected you to fill in the gaps yourself. Yeah, he couldn't relate to any of the characters, even the villains. Like, it, there's They don't even explain why Eddie Brock cares about about 
Cletus Cassie? Why are they even talking to each other? Well, yeah, the other way around too. Like, why does Cletus care like so much about Brock? Yeah, it's just like they force him together for any reason. I think like Cletus just plainly said, like, I'm obsessed with you. And that was for it. For no reason. Yeah. Right, yeah. He just saw you on TV. Yeah. So they definitely wanted it shorter so they could fill more showtimes during the day, which would mean more money. Yeah. I, I was thinking the way they had Venom just pop into the MCU yeah. and him drop a little drop of symbiote. Mm-hmm. in that world yeah i thought that could point to them cutting venom like totally out like tom hardy out and do a venom later down the road in the mcu in the mcu and but could. i think that is what will happen it could happen for sure but as far as tom hardy coming back that could be reason but we have momentum ready they could do venom 3 yeah so i still think they'll do venom 3 regardless because money that's why it makes some money for sure yeah. right so mm-hmm. it's not the spider-man numbers but it's, it's something on the book sony doesn't have as much as the mcu so yeah. Also, I don't think it costs them that much either. Oh, yeah, because everything's CG. Yeah, compared to Spider-Man, I bet Venom 2 costs pretty cheap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm willing to bet as yeah. far as talent, too. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think all these have a good chance of happening. Yeah. Uh, I think after No Way Home, yeah, it just renewed my fervor for the Spider-Man world, the, mm-hmm. the Sony-verse, actually. Even though that is heavily MCU, it just, it's a Spider-Man. So it made me excited for the other upcoming Spider-Man Mine. world. Yeah. Spunk. Spunk, yes. I think yeah. we're done with that. Isn't that gone? But I'm Spunk forever. Spunk lives on. Yeah. I love Spunk now. <laughs> spunk, I'm all about Spunk. Spunk forever. Yeah. <laughs> Phil, Phil, me with all this bump okay that's you all right let's uh finally maybe stop talking about spider-man for a while doubt it doubt it but no no way home and all the spider-man rumors let's let's give it time to breathe yeah let's give way for other movies because a big one's coming yeah marvel maybe you could argue spider-man is their biggest property and dc has something to say about that with their new the batman movie coming out trailers are still invading our our eyes a new trailer came out it's called the bat and the cat mm-hmm. and the hat and uh it focuses more on the relationship of bruce wayne and selena kyle some yeah but still a lot of riddler in it whole lot of riddler as far as his voice goes and the back of his head yeah uh, um <laughs> pointing towards uh riddler really knowing about bruce wayne and the waynes right? yeah um but let's talk about uh the cat in this one what do you think do you think the selena kyle is going to be the best we've had so far i mean i wasn't a whole lot in love with Anne Hathaway's Catwoman. Oh, really? Okay. It was okay. I really liked Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. Yeah, I think that was one of my favorite Batman movies. And I loved Halle Berry's Catwoman. Top of the list. <laughs> bring her back. Yeah, but Zoe Kravitz looks like she's going to bring it. And I I think um, her dynamic with Robert Pattinson is pretty cool from I what think, I've seen. I think so too. I, I don't know if Zoe Kravitz has shown her acting chops yet. Mm. This might be it for her. I think this is where we're going to really see it. Yeah. I think she's going all in. The kind of talk between the two of them, the way Catwoman talks about the Waynes. Yeah. I think she has a resentment towards the Waynes like as much as the Riddler. I think anyone who is, like there's only two classes. It's like they're super rich and super poor and they hate each other. Right. In, in this type of a city, yeah. Yeah. So she talks bad about the Waynes and how they're, I think they might be corrupt in this movie. Like in all the other Batman movies, we say like, oh, the Waynes are like the rich people that were actually trying to help save Gotham but I think maybe in this version they're just as bad as like the other rich I'm thinking they are the philanthropists they say they are but there's like one some some one big thing that's just awful that they did that 
maybe. Bruce doesn't know, right? Yeah. And the Riddler figured out. Mm-hmm. But also, I think Alfred knows. Yes, there seems to be some conflict with Bruce and Alfred here. It really, you can see the love in Alfred's eyes for Bruce Wayne, but there's something he's keeping from him. I'm guessing it's something that his father or mother did that they're not, he didn't tell Bruce yeah. or just Bruce doesn't know and it's going to tear them apart a bit, the two of them. I read in an interview that this Bruce and Alfred's relationship is not like anyone we've seen before and like they're cold to each other. Oh, okay. And like, though they live together and he raised him, like they don't even talk to each other really unless they have to. He's just the, really the butler. He's the help kind of. Yeah. And because I don't think he wants him to be Batman because remember this is early stages and he's kind of reckless right now, Batman. Right. So like he doesn't want him to keep going out there at night and stuff and Bruce is just like, don't get in my way kind of thing. Attitude okay. about it. So like he he feels Alfred is, I don't know, halting his progress of what he wants to do is save Gotham. Okay. I could see that. Maybe they just, they never connected, right? As far yeah. as like a pseudo father figure that he right. is in the comics. Mm-hmm. So maybe he, like maybe this whole time Bruce was at like boarding school. He didn't really raise him like this. Maybe. And then, but Alfred has always loved him, but never the real connection. And now this other thing is just going to ruin the relationship even further. Right. Yeah. It's a big reveal. Mm-hmm. But uh, maybe he helps him in his Batman efforts just enough to keep him going, keep him alive, I guess. Maybe. Because yeah. he's out every night. Mm-hmm. I could see that happening. But I mean, there's still other goodness in the in the trailer. There's the Gotham PD a bit in the and there you can really see they're worried about this Batman figure showing up in their town. I think um Gordon's the only one that really likes him. Kind of likes him, yeah. There's a lot of um shots of Batman kind of like with the police. Mm-hmm. Like even the the original trailers, there's shots of them like they're like kind of like walking through water and Batman's like leading the police. Like he's holding a flare. All right. Um but I think by the end or by the middle of the movie they are going to turn on him and not trust Batman anymore and he has to like do it on his own okay that's kind of the premise of like like uh, the end of the dark knight in a bit right kind of yeah. kind of see him as a bad guy exactly I think uh, Batman also knows he knows Gotham right so he mm-hmm. knows these cops are like the dirtiest of the dirty so yeah. he doesn't like them either yeah he just needs their them. water shut off too before they're while they're taking a shower so they're all dirty all right <laughs> if they have anything they're extra clean they have shampoo in their hair currently <laughs> I just wish it was raining for me that would actually be pretty awesome uh, anyways <laughs> the batman still looks freaking this movie's it's pulling no punches right this the, the, actually the, looks great i gotta say batman he does look almost invincible in these trailers mm-hmm. sometimes i'm not with it because it's like too batman, much batman's a person he's not a superman no, he's an idea he's a symbol he's a symbol he's a symbol <laughs> <laughs> for <laughs> a policeman giving a whole <laughs> giving a kid his coat in the time of need. <laughs> But there's a shot where like I think there's like snipers on a rooftop or something. Oh. And he like jumps down on them and starts kicking their butt. And it looks just like the video game kind of like Oh. I really like it. It looks cool. Arkham City style yeah. type video game. Okay, I like that. I mean I can't wait for the action. The freaking hot rod looks awesome still. Yeah. The interactions with Penguin in the middle of that. Like what's how's that gonna feel like this this other world that they're making with with uh, the Batman and the Matt Reeves stuff, it's just yeah. it just makes sense now. Oh, man, it, it's kind of come up quick. It's like two months away, March fourth. March fourth, yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And February is a short month, so it's like really less than that. All right, it's my birthday month, so it's not. <laughs> it's like the most forgettable month, so it, it's like it, really, it's coming quick. Most concentrated month, I would say. <laughs> Sometimes it, it's so big, it has to have an extra day. I feel All like right. I could. <laughs> It's still not even long as a regular month. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, 
I, I'm excited for Batman now. Yeah. And if we listen to our last episode, we ranked the MCU movies and we were talking about Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. And how it could be maybe the best MCU, but we still think Infinity War is best. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think this is how I'm going to feel about Matt Reeves' Batman. I'm going to feel like it's like the No Way Home. Like, man, this is so good. It's definitely like the highest tier, but Dark Knight's still Dark Knight. It's Dark Knight's still number one. I think we're going to be questioning ourselves when we say yeah. it's the best movie. We're going to have to live with it, watch it multiple times down the road, yeah. see if it's the best a year later or whatever. Uh, I, I'm, I'm excited for this. This the Batman and the cat <laughs> trailer. The hat. And yeah. the hat. Mm-hmm. When the parents get home and he has to quickly clean up the house. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. He has to make green eggs and ham and everything. <laughs> It looks pretty exciting. I, I'm. I like Selena Kyle's entry and her her take on this. Yeah, she does have a, a lot of one liners in this trailer. Did you notice that? Yeah, I mean that's how they talk. It's kind of funny. <laughs> Paul Dano's Riddler is like they're going for serial killer, methodical. Like he even he said in the trailer like, to Batman, "I thought you were smarter, but you're not." <laughs> Are you scaring me a bit? Yeah. Like I think it might be too scary for the audience. <laughs> You know, like it's too real. Okay. Like Like, you could live in this world? Yeah. I don't want to go to anything that looks like Gotham after this, you know? (laughs) Too much, too much. Man, it looks good though. I'm very excited. Mm -hmm. Like I said, March 4th, we'll be talking about it a lot probably until then and a little bit after then. So get ready for, it's like Batman season now. Yeah. We're going to have like a round two of Bat Month, you know, (laughs) probably. All right. Um, That is it for the news. All Spider-Man, Batman, but stuff I'm really interested in. Hoping everything that we talked about actually happens. Yeah. I mean, heavy hitters with those characters. Can't wait for what comes next for both of them. What I can't wait for is for you guys to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. Just search Reader Copy on all your major podcast platforms, whether it's Apple or Google or anything else you listen to podcasts. I don't know. Your Zoom. Is that that what that's called? Zoom? (laughs) Zoom. Yeah. On Zoom? I don't know what you're tech you're listening to your meetings you gotta zoom somebody you listen to their podcast FaceTime portal whatever yeah (laughs) just search it we might be there (laughs) on can you listen to a podcast on your Apple watch is that an option I think you can what a time to be alive (laughs) (laughs) you could listen to podcasts on your watch All right, um, that is it for the news. Let's get into the story that kind of I picked this week. It is called Star Wars Blood Ties. If you tuned in last week, you know in the news section we talked about how Dark Horse Comics was bought out by a video game publisher? Video game company. company? Yeah, like a parent company. Embracer. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to do a Dark Horse comic. Can it kind of like commemorate and remember? Uh, I don't know where they're going. I was going to say the heyday, but I don't know. They might do even better stuff now. I so. think so, yeah. Yeah. Some Something to uh, turn. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But also coming out this past uh, couple of weeks was the Boba Fett series on Disney+. Plus. That's right. It was released. So let's just combine those two and do a Dark Horse Star Wars comic starring Boba Fett. Sounds good. Makes sense to me. I know Dark Horse had the Star Wars property for a long time, right? Yeah, they did before Marvel took it back. Yeah, right. Because originally it was Marvel back in the 70s. Yeah, I think I have like an old issue of theirs. Yeah. But it's, uh, you know, it's really beat up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but a lot of the great stories from Star Wars are from Dark Horse comics. Yeah, that's like the little bit of a, a period I don't know about in the Star Wars yeah. comics I want to dive into again. I think they they consider them legacies or legends or something where it's not really canon anymore yeah it was for a while right it was yeah and then marvel or disney bought marvel and then bought star wars and then told dark horse to go screw themselves <laughs> <laughs> yoink <laughs> 
Now, this book is called Star Wars Blood Ties. It is mainly about Boba Fett and Jango Fett. So if you don't know those guys, um, this will tell you a lot about them. And it's the four-issue series that came out in 2010. Okay, not too long ago. It's by writer Tom Taylor. If you remember our Injustice book that we did, he wrote that one too. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, but he's done a lot of work with DC doing also uh, The Suicide Squad and Deceased. That's like their zombies books. Oh, he's doing that? He did that? Yeah. Okay, very cool. That's that's uh, kind of popular right now. Yeah, I kind of want to check that out. I wonder if it's better than Marvel Zombies. I think it's just uh, a different take. But yeah, it looks I'm surprised different. that it's popular because it is kind of a rehash. You know, like Zombies. We always say Zombies is done, but it keeps... Yeah, but Zombies with superpowers? Yeah, it's like Zombies will not die. <laughs> <laughs> the artist is Chris Scalf. S-C-A-L-F. Scalf. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good try. Yeah. Uh, he is a you would consider him a digital painter oh he is okay yeah because it's not really like line work comic book work it definitely looks like it's painted but like on like a tablet an iPad or whatever Wacom yeah I think um, also his style is I think he starts with a blank black canvas like it's all black yeah and then he colors he draws in the color not the Mm -hmm. reverse where he draws in the shadow if that makes sense yeah Uh, I really like the artwork in it when I first opened the first book and started reading I was like this looks almost like I'm watching the movie I think it's like, uh, it's very dark, right? Yeah. And it fits the tone for a Django Fed, a Boba Fett, mm-hmm. totally, in the world he lives in. Now, like I said, we're doing the four-issue run. It is a miniseries. There's, they did a couple after, and um, they're both kind of well-known for Star Wars books. Oh. But this one was like kind of like one of the best ones, I think. Yeah. I, I read up about this too, and originally it was supposed to be just four issues, and they did a follow because it became popular. Yeah. Yeah. They made a whole new series on Disney Plus because this character is popular. Really? I'm not saying it's because of this comic book. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying this character. Popular. Oh, is the character popular? I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. His name is Boba Fett. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've had his drink. <laughs> Uh, a little backstory. Star Wars Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. We're introduced to this character named Jango Fett. He is a Mandalorian bounty hunter. Yeah, that's right. Okay. He has a son named Boba Fett. Okay. Right? Right. And then they also use his DNA to clone a whole army, which they make the troopers. The stormtroopers. Yeah. Right. Those those look like him. Those look like him. They're, they all look identical. Yeah. yeah. For the most part, sometimes they, they just have some pizzazz in them. Long hair, whatever. <laughs> some are bald, yeah. 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 Um, but they needed that army very quick, so they like rapidly aged them to adulthood, right? Right, right, okay. Makes sense. And then surprise, his son is not his blood son. It's a clone of him, but aging at a regular rate. I see. Okay. He asked for like one yeah. son that yeah. he can just raise as his kid. So though it's not father son, it is still his blood. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I also like the little tag here. It says father and clone. <laughs> <laughs> father and son. No. Um, it's weird. Cause like, yeah, this is his blood, but so is like the whole army. <laughs> Yeah, and he doesn't consider them his sons, no, or, or brothers, or anything. family at all. Yeah, and he doesn't like them. No. <laughs> um. So he does raise him like his son, right? Yeah. So he wants him to be like him. And we first see Boba Fett. He's like, I don't know, like a preteen here. Yeah. He's teaching him to be brave, right? So Django throws on his jetpack on Boba Fett. And it's like the backpack that you wear that's like a rocket, right? Right, right. It's classic one. And then he says like, okay, uh, this thing is like the scariest creature in the galaxy, right? That you could face. Right. And then he sprays like some, I think 
it's like bait onto Boba Fett. Yeah, right. To, I think it's a smell like this beast's prey. Right. Yeah. And he says like, okay, go get a tooth of this thing. And this thing is like literally like a giant dragon. <laughs> this is what uh, Boba Fett's going to do. He has to take a tooth from this thing. They're in this gigantic cavern right now. Yeah. Stalagmites everywhere. And he has to just snag a little tooth from this giant. He's like, activate the rockets. He flies away. And then Jango, the dad, kind of like just walks out of the cave. He's like, all right, my son's either going to do this or die. <laughs> <laughs> I could just get another one. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we hear like all these noises and roaring throughout the cave. And Django's kind of just like waiting outside. And then finally, flying out is Boba, and he's able to pull a tooth off of this creature. And the tooth is like the size of him. <laughs> That's how big this thing is. Yeah. And then Django is telling him, like, see what you did there. That's the most feared creature in all of the galaxy like now moving forward you'll know for the rest of your life you'll never face anything scarier ah uh, okay the scariest thing is already past you so you should never be scared again right you could face everything with a steely look yeah you don't have to worry fear is something you're past now right and they're back on the ship and he's kind of like proud of his son right he did it yeah yeah it was like a, I think a, like a hunting excursion that was a yeah, success like right? a test. it's kind of like a member of 300 okay I don't remember what you're talking about but okay they used to send their sons to like kill a wolf to oh. become like a man I see this is kind of like that except this was a giant dragon right in Star Wars world <laughs> in Star Wars he had a jetpack so he's okay it's pretty pretty easy when you think about it <laughs> it's pretty easy <laughs> as they're flying away they get uh, one of those like intercom Holograms? hologram messages right and it's Count Dooku so now we already know okay this is kind of like in the prequel era but I think before Attack of the Clones really okay because yeah. we, we see in Attack of Clones is that where we first really see Jango Fett? I think, yeah, this is first, this first sec- and only. First and only, right. Okay, I wonder yeah. what happens to him. <laughs> <laughs> so it's around that era Count Dooku is on the hologram explaining, yeah. uh, well, he's a bouncer at the end, of the, bounty hunter at the end of the day. He's got a bounty for him to take on. He has to find this masked individual and uh, we get a little hologram look of him and it's, he, apparently this guy always wears this mask. Never takes it off. Yeah, so be on the lookout for this guy. It's, uh, it's easy to find this mask, that guy, because he always wears is it so they go to the planet that they think he's on they're flying out in uh slave one right that's the ship he's on yeah do you like that ship because it's like the one that like flies perpendicular almost because it looks like it's kind of in the shape of a face that just comes at you <laughs> that's what i always think you know that creature that lives like in the beach it's like a sand crab what do you call it like a horseshoe crab oh yeah All it right. kind of looks like that when i think about it mm, okay i guess i so. always think of that oh <laughs> and um so they they land on that planet right Right. And then usually uh, Boba Fett would just stay on the ship. But Jango's like, you've proven yourself. Like, uh, I can trust you now. I'm going to have you come with me, right? Right. And I'll show you how I kill people. <laughs> I'm an assassin for money, for hire at the end of the day, right? This is uh, like a ride-along. You're going to, you know, you're getting roped into the, the, the quest too. <laughs> Literally like a ride-along because Jango Fett is flying with his jetpack and he's kind of just like holding Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah. And they're like in the air, like in the sky. Yeah. You know Star Wars planets? Like the buildings yeah. are super high, right? It's bigger than skyscrapers. And he's just holding Boba Fett with his arms. Well, he has no fear now, right? <laughs> he's no fear at this point. So they track down this guy, right? Mm-hmm. Django sets up like a sniper rifle and he wants Boba Fett to take the shot. This is a kind of a big deal for a kid to do this. Yeah, he's fully training him now to take over the Fett name. <laughs> 
The Fett name. I like that. <laughs> so he sees him there. He's like across the street and he's like through the window and he lines up the crosshairs, sees him and then pulls the trigger, shoots this guy straight in the helmet. The helmet gets like pinged right off, but the it was not a fatal blow. He's not dead. So Jango Fett has to go in his jetpack and get in close with his gun. Again, this is where like the artwork, the digital painting where it's like, you know, it's like painted. It's not like line work, you know, and it's not like mm-hmm. hard lines. It, it looks almost like like storyboards for a movie concept art right yeah and it looks really cool i think it, like the action in it is more alive i think it's very dramatic because it's pouring rain on this yeah. planet yeah and you could see it like there's lightning in the back of of jango fett so you know mm. it's like he needs business right now he's got this guy now they're they're struggling but uh the bounty the guy that they're hunting is able to like grab jango from behind rips off his helmet right so we see uh jango fett's face right yeah. he looks like all the other clones yeah it's it made in the style of Tamora Morrison the guy that plays him in the, right. the movies right Django uses his blaster shoots this guy in the gut and then tells him to take off his helmet right he's like you never take off your helmet I, I just want to see why right yeah before I kill you so the guy finally takes off his helmet and it's him what <laughs> it looks just like him and he realizes he is a clone of him a clone of Django the one that they made for the army but he didn't want to be a soldier he escaped this is like a deserter clone at this point right and this is actually like the first time there was a, a face-off between a clone and either of the fets or anyone wearing that face right and the the victim on the ground is saying like you can't do it can you you can't kill someone with your face and then he bends down jenga fett like kneels down in front of him still drawing his pistol at him and it's like cold-blooded he just like pulls the trigger bam this guy's dead like I just killed a guy that looks exactly like me. Gemini man. Bam. <laughs> no. I, I thought that the line was pretty cool. He's like, well, you know what? You're not me. Yeah. So it was like easy work for him. He's going back now. Mission's done. He's picking up his helmet. He hears a noise. Quickly turns around. Draws his blaster. And it's a woman with a baby. The ba- the woman's like, please, please don't kill me. And why are you wearing my husband's face? <laughs> And then he realizes this is the guy, the clone. This is his like wife and his baby, his son. Oh. The baby even sees Django and calls him dad because he looks like him. <laughs> Maury is like, and you are the father. <laughs> Technically, I think he would be the father if they did a blood test. If they did a freaking uh, test and the everything. DNA test. <laughs> you know how like the guy like usually runs off the camera? Yeah. He just flies off in his jetpack. <laughs> Um, the woman says this is my son the guy you just killed it's his son too yeah. his name is Connor Freeman oh, I see okay and he's like ha, Freeman because he's free now yeah oh, kind of on the nose lady his dad's name was Morgan <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, Jango Fett cannot bring himself to kill the woman or the baby. He kind of just flies off with like a sour face to back to Bilbo Fett and says like, well, the job was done. It was easy enough. And doesn't say anything about yeah. the guy's who he was or clone. what he looked like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So they fly away. And I think he feels really bad, right? He took the guy's father away. So now he's actually a better dad to Boba. Oh, right? Okay. He's trying to be a better father. He even lets him fly the ship for like the first time. Oh, very cool. And then we see kind of like jump forward. We see the events of Attack of the Clones. Uh, we know what happens. Um, Samuel L. Jackson kills Jango Fett. Cuts Spoiler his head alert. Off. <laughs> this is Nick Fury. <laughs> 
and then jump even farther now now um boba has taken up the armor and he's like what we know boba fett to be right the bounty hunter from uh like return of the jedi right fully hunting bounties right now he's he's at his peak right now and he's actually just landing at a little station there to talk to his banker which is like an alien guy yeah um so i think at this point in time in star wars it is before a new hope but after revenge of the sith yeah in between three and four and probably closer to new hope though right yeah because boba fett is like an adult already close to the same age yeah Mm -hmm. close to what we think of him when we first see him in star wars right 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 but before that yeah yeah he's talking to his banker uh banker's like um we got some more bounties if you want um this one is uh not that big of a bounty but i don't know maybe you want it and then he's like okay i'll take it what's the name it's connor freeman The banker wasn't sure if he wanted this job or not because he was like, he alluded to there's some connection to his father. Right. He's like, what? What? Why were we connected? He's like, your father has been putting money into an account for this guy for like years now, right? Yeah. For like, just before he passed. Yeah. And then he said that account was withdrawn completely just this past couple of days. And now there's a bounty on this guy. So something's up. Yeah. So Bubba's like, well, okay, I got to figure out why my dad was giving money to this guy guy and why there's a bounty on him now so i'm gonna go find him we see this character for the first time and it's been a while and it's actually connor freeman so he's kind of a little bit older too right right um but he's like falling asleep at the bar kind of he's kind of like a lazy drunk kind of a guy he he looks a little bit like uh boba fett and jingo fett right right but not exactly because he's he's half so like if boba fett was like 10 or 12 during the events of attack of the clones and he's like 30 now at this point in the story this guy would be like what 22 okay or, tw- or 18 20s, something like that yeah. yeah so he's like 10 years or so younger than boba fett yeah but he's an adult now and he's drunk at this bar <laughs> he's like full out like almost knocked out but he's uh he's making a, a bed out of this counter here as the the bartender's like get get off my counter wake up yeah <laughs> you dope this um gross bug looking alien guy shows up mm-hmm. apparently this guy's a bounty hunter too and he's like connor freeman get up you're there's a bounty on your head i'm here to collect right and then connor like kind of talks to the bartender like do you have a blaster and he's like yeah and he gives it to him and then he like points it behind him and shoots the, the bounty hunter like without even looking just like points the gun behind his back and shoots the guy he barely opens his eyes like he just almost goes back to sleeping yeah. at this point because it's easy for him so you could tell like some of the skill of Django maybe just rubbed off on him it's yeah. in his genes right it's very like indiana jones of him yeah 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 <laughs> Slick. And then the bartender's like, well, you can't just leave that guy. You can't just leave a body you killed, right? (laughs) So he has to like drag it out of there. He's dragging it out of the bar and then another blast kind of like comes towards his head and he realizes like there's more bounty hunters after him. So he's like running down the alley now. When swooping in comes in Boba Fett to to save the day maybe, but no, he's actually there just for a bounty also on Connor. He headbutts him, knocks him out on the ground and the other bounty hunters kind of like run into the alley and he's like, hey that guy's ours right and there's like 10 of these guys yeah i like how they introduce themselves as they call themselves the league of bounty hunters yeah and then boba fett's kind of like saying like these are like the weakest bounty hunters that they all kind of have to team up just to get one guy yeah like they're they're all kind of like 
the bottom of the barrel bounty hunters. So he doesn't even care about them. He's not worried. He's doing that, you know, very rigid look that the vets do where they just stand still, like yeah. not worried, saying like, um, you guys will learn. Eventually you make more money, but you'd have to split it. Yeah, but they're just not good enough. And then out of nowhere, this is literally like just fan service, kind of like cameo. Totally. And then they all kind of like stop what they're doing because they hear somebody walking. And this, I think this guy's really cool, but it's Bosk, <laughs> another famous bounty hunter. He's that lizard guy, right? Yeah. And he kind of was like just uh, walking through the alley, just like not even like bothering them. He just wants to pass and he sees them and he's like, Fett, Bosk. And then they kind of just like keep walking. <laughs> And these uh, idiot league people, they're they're ready to shoot up um, Boba Fett there saying like, You've, you're outnumbered here, pal. Just mm. turn around, you know, drop your blaster. Just yeah. take a hike. So Boba Fett does. He drops his blaster. And then uh, the other coward bounty hunters, the league of bounty hunters, they're like, okay, you could, you could walk away and just leave Freeman now because there's no way you're going to beat us. You're unarmed, right? Yeah. And then Boba Fett in his internal dialogue is like, I'm Boba Fett. I'm never unarmed. <laughs> And he uses his flamethrower out of his wrist and it like burns everybody. Yeah, like just in a row, incinerates them in front of him. And he's kind of just pulling out of stuffs all of the weaponry on him he's using. Yeah. It's like every inch of his costume is a weapon. Pretty awesome. I like really like this montage of him fighting these guys because like he has like a helmet scanner. He has like a laser beam out of his glove. Uh, he has like uh, almost like Iron Man rockets shooting out of him. <laughs> it's really cool. He has like the the cord to wrap up one of them. Oh, yeah. So like a blaster is like the last weapon he needs. He has hell stuff on it. Pretty awesome. I like the last thing he does. He's like fist and he just yeah. throws a punch at one of them. That's <laughs> yeah. his like final weapon is just punching the guy. His line is like unarmed. Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> All this um, commotion, Connor Freeman tried to escape. He was running, but Boba Fett uses his jetpack and catches up to him and grabs him. And he even like does a spray thing to like knock him out. Mm-hmm. And then when he wakes up, he's already in like Boba Fett's ship. I see. And Connor goes into like an uproar yelling at him because uh, Boba Fett's like, I know this is weird. I have your father's face right now. <laughs> you but- look like my dad. <laughs> Connor's like, no, I know who you are. I know who the Fets are. You're not my father. And he, you know, he yeah. he has a resentment towards the Fets for sure. Yeah. He knows Django killed my father. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I... I don't want anything to do with you, right? Right. And he's like, when my father died, he was putting money away from me and I, I took it out. And then Boba's like, surprise, it wasn't your father paying. It was my father paying, right? Yeah. <laughs> Connor, Connor cannot even comprehend this. Like, he's angry about this, right? He's talking about the money he was using it. He was betting it. Yeah. Just to, like, make more of it. He was trying to do something for his father in a way. Yeah, he's saying, like, I wasn't trying to, like, waste it away. I was trying to make more to make my dad proud. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like this shared thing that they have that they don't want to believe, but they're both just trying to make their father proud of them. Yeah, exactly. Like it's kind of like the the o- o- overarching story of, of blood ties, fathers and sons, and yeah, and clones. clones. <laughs> <laughs> they're fighting so much, right? They're tussling that they don't realize another ship has arrived and has shot them, and like there's this big blast that like pushes them like to the side, and it is the remaining two members of the League of Bounty Hunters. These last two, there's one that has like this red um, like eye shield, right? Yeah. It looks a lot like Deathlock from Marvel. Sure, yeah. And the other one is this big furball giant kind of, kind of like a Wookiee, but not exactly. It's like a knockoff Wookiee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like Star Trek Wookiees or something. <laughs> and they keep making fun of him because they're like, you guys still call yourself the League? There's only two of you now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the definition of a League? <laughs> 
So they take Connor, right? They tie him up. And then the leader guy, he like, he's aiming his pistol, his blaster at Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. And Boba Fett's like, you can't do it. You're a coward. You've you've never looked a man in the eyes and, and killed him before. I could tell. Yeah. Right. And this guy is kind of like, you're right. So he like puts his hand up so that he doesn't have to look Boba Fett in the face. Uh-huh. And then just pulls the trigger. So like, it is kind of like a cowardly move. Kind of, kind of wimpy. But uh, in his head, it's the deal is done, right? I and killed he, Boba Fett. <laughs> you could say that. He flies off. With, with the bounty to go take up his reward. Now we're introduced to the guy that has put a bounty on Connor and apparently he's like this like warlord guy kind of like a, a, a Jabba type character right? Yeah his look is different though he looks more like a like a goblin like a red goblin. Look. Yeah definitely like a weird alien guy. Uh, he looks like he's from like Mortal Kombat. I could believe that sure <laughs> sure maybe Power Rangers yeah but the member of the League of Bounty Hunters like calls this guy is like i got the guy i'm bringing him to you now have my money ready and the the guy this guy's name is like talon or something like that something yeah yeah he's like okay bring him here as fast as you can i'll have your money and then when he hangs up that talon guy is like i'm gonna kill them both (laughs) (laughs) when they get here i don't want to pay them yeah Connor can't believe this. Like, you, you killed Boba Fett? No I, way, I, you're a coward. I don't believe that. And uh, this this head of the league guy is like, yeah, I killed him. I, I shot him down. And then Connor's like, oh, you looked him in the eye, saw if he was dead? Yeah. He's like, ah, he's pretty much dead. I killed him. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Stop asking questions. Because <laughs> we know he's not dead. We see him. He's shot in the gut, but like, he's still like walking and, and trying to make it back. Yeah. Getting out to slave one to um, take up his own reward. Now, they've reached the planet of this talent guy right Mm -hmm. and the fake Wookiee guy throws Connor over his shoulder to like carry him to the to the guy and he's kind of dumb his blaster is like behind him in his back of his waist so when he throws him over it's like right in front of Connor like he can just grab it Connor grabs it and shoots this fake Wookiee in the gut and like right away he's dead yeah and then Connor just goes on on a run away from the other league member he's running away and then flying in is Boba Fett in his jetpack grabs him and he's saying like okay well we're free now right like let's get out of here and Boba Fett's like no you're still my bounty I'm still gonna collect (laughs) I always collect. Yeah, that's kind of like his motto. I always collect. So he drags him back to Talon, right? And it's cool because like his lair is like this giant, like dark dungeon thing. And they have a Rancor. The very own pet Rancor. Just like in uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. But this one's like tied up, right? It's literally like in their room. Like it's not in a cell, like how Return of the Jedi was. In the basement. Yeah. Yeah. It's like in their big hall, but it's just like chained to the wall. That's pretty, pretty scary. Yeah. Probably intimidating. <laughs> So then Boba brings Connor there and he's like, okay, pay me now, right? Yeah. And Connor still can't believe, like, he thought Boba Fett maybe would let him free now after what they've been through. Yeah. He's like, no, you're worth money. I'm going to get that money. I always collect if he's taken out the bounty. Even this is a small job for him, right? Yeah. Um, Talon also mentions like, yeah, this is a small thing for you. Why are you even here? Yeah. It's like, okay, this makes no sense, right? Yeah. And then come barging in is the that last member of the League of Bounty Hunters. Uh-huh. And all of them, even Talon and his henchmen, start making fun of him. It's like, there's only one of you. You still call yourself the league? <laughs> like, they're all laughing, right? Mm-hmm. And Connor realizes now, like, okay, there's no way I'm going to get out of here. I need Boba Fett's help, right? So he talks to Boba Fett and he's like, I put a bounty on Talon, this new warlord, right? And he's like, well, how much money do you have? He's like, I put like three credits on, which is yeah. like, whatever, three bucks, right? <laughs> Talon's like, 
that's not enough for Boba Fett. Don't be ridiculous. And then Boba says, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, what? He's one guy, right? But he's surrounded all of the, the henchmen there. And they all think like they've got him outnumbered, right? Yeah. Obviously. They've got a rancor in the corner. They're not scared. But Boba Fett is never unarmed. And he grabs one of the henchmen guys, uses him as a shield. Everyone's like trying to blast him. Boba Fett straight up just shoots Talon guy straight through the head. So it's like all mayhem. And Connor is like still tied up. And Boba Fett's like trying to get him out of there. Yeah. They need to figure out some way to get out of this place with everyone in round. They actually run towards the Rancor. And they rile it up by shooting it, blasting it in the face. And then to escape, he blows up the Rancor's chains and sets it free. That's going to cause commotion and, you know, distract all the other henchmen. The last member of the League of Bounty Hunters is still there still alive still like trying to fight boba fett uh he shoots boba fett but connor kind of like pushes him out of the way and takes the blast for him Mm -hmm. right and connor's not wearing any armor right so he does this even though knowing like it would probably kill him oh i see but this gives boba fett the upper hand and chance to kill this guy and he hits him and knocks him down to the ground and then they kind of use him as the final like explosion to get out of there yeah so they tie him up to Boba Fett's jetpack. <laughs> they aim this kind of carcass of this guy towards the Rancor's mouth, turn on the jetpack, and he goes firing into the mouth of the Rancor, killing the guy and also the Rancor in this big explosion. <laughs> it's funny because like the Rancor's head explodes. The guy was still in the jetpack, yeah. right? So now the only one alive is Boba Fett and Connor, right? Mm-hmm. And it's funny because like they're the only ones that they're they're able to just like take whatever they want now. Connor goes to like the treasure room and takes all of Talon's like treasure, like he's filling up a sack of jewels and gold. While Boba Fett goes to the Rancor and he's pulling out one of the the giant tusks of the Rancor, and it's like this is what I collect. I see, right? Like shout out to the the beginning of the story, right? Collecting tooths, right? And then they both walk away, parting ways, never to see each other again and like connor is like rich like he's got all this gold boba fett's carrying the tooth and they're both saying it's like they're both trying to make a dead man proud right both of their fathers and they show like a picture of the father like in the sky as like a symbol mm-hmm. kind of like mufasa in lion king or something <laughs> right the but it's the same face because they're clones <laughs> <laughs> it's one single face yeah Uh, it's pretty poetic honestly yeah Yeah. that was a pretty sweet story at the end of it i really like how they made boba fett look here like at the end of the day he is a bounty hunter first boba fett yeah yeah Yeah. so like he kind of felt for this connor guy but he had a job to do (laughs) (laughs) he's got a bounty out on him and he's doing that because that's what his father taught him and he wants to make him proud that's interesting so he's like doing it no matter what it's like his little own creed right right exactly yeah it's funny looking back at this stuff now considering after the mandalorian how much of a hits and kind of color it brought to that side of star wars yes that looking back this stuff is really good too like this legacy or um legends stuff yeah still got some heart to it that they probably drew from already right yeah i think so attitude yeah. wise mm. i i watched the first episode of book of boba fett yeah me too and i i did like it mm-hmm. but i wonder if there's a way they could kind of weave in connor freeman into the story that's interesting 
interesting idea. I mean, uh, would you want that? It fits in line, right? And they call this not part of the universe, but yeah, I think it could work. They just get someone that looks a lot like him, yeah, but not sure. ex- exactly. Because it like doesn't him. have to. It's not a clone. It's not a clone, right? Yeah, just kind of close to him. Yeah, and uh, kind of the same badass attitude. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty dope. I mean, I honestly don't know that much about Boba Fett, so I didn't know what they would draw from for this character. Yeah, Mandalorian was starting from scratch, so yeah, they could do whatever they want. Yeah, so maybe that's the same boat. But. Honestly, like Connor Freeman reminds me a lot of like a young Han Solo. Yeah, kind of like just after himself just trying to get by doesn't really care about anyone else sleeping at the bar sleeping at the bar was after the gold at the end but really he's trying to make his dad proud and then Boba Fett also is trying to make his dad proud but in a totally different way he, well he wasn't raised the same right Right. literally did not have his father there yeah and then Bo- Jango Fett is this like hardcore authoritarian yeah kind of guy mm. t- teaching him from young to be you know yeah. very hardcore about it exactly so I, th- I think it was a really good story i didn't never thought about it that what if the clone had a kid one of the clones had a kid and you know it, in a way it's kind of like his cousin or something like that they uh, i think they said in the storyline that i think they make the clones infertile like on yeah. purpose like it's built into how they're made okay but there's a lot of times they mess stuff up like there's a lot of genetic sure. defects so like, this is a jurassic park situation they can, <laughs> they can mess something up right they're half frog half turtle right is that what <laughs> No, so there's like um, they can mess up sometimes, and yeah. this was maybe the one lot where this guy could have a kid. Yeah, and there's like this some type of it's like Angus Kong, where it's like everyone is mm. is part this person, a little bit of him. Yeah, you know what's cool? Also in this story, they allude to Boba Fett not knowing he's a clone. Oh yeah, yeah, because Connor is like, you look exactly like him. So it's I don't think you're his son. I think you're a clone. Yeah, right. And I, it's kind of interesting to think about, but I never thought about like Boba Fett would never know that because his dad died before he was an adult. Well, unless he said so. Unless like, he said so, but I don't think he ever did. He, he called him dad. Yeah, but that, it's that weird yeah. relationship where yeah. he's raising him as his kid. Yeah, you know? but I think he thought he was really his kid, not a clone. He was like, oh, hello me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I never thought about it, but it's cool to like, that they revealed it in this story. Is it possible like this was kept from him this whole time? Mm-hmm. He knows it later. Like, I don't, I don't know if he knows it. Yeah, who knows? He could be questioning he it. He doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. This was a pretty short story, but considering it all, like the feel of it, mm-hmm. the the Django Fett kind of attitude towards it, I really liked. And then there's heart at the end. Yeah. Nothing really was glaringly bad. Maybe not so much characterization as far as all the characters and mm-hmm. like a long story or opera like Star Wars is supposed to be. Yeah. But these stories, I think they should continue on. I'm 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 hopeful for the new show, but I already can tell it's not as good as Mandalorian. I, I think we've had two seasons of Mandalorian and they're very action packed. So in they kind of slowed this down a little bit yeah and they explain because this Boba Fett is a little in the show Book of Boba Fett is already different than the Boba Fett we know this kind of explains why oh yeah I I think I like it better oh because he's lived stuff in between you were realizing what happened in between what uh why his motives are different now okay yeah so um and because it's less action and stuff I think people were let down by it but because we're used to Mandalorian Mm -hmm. where a lot is happening this one was like slower yeah that could be why what's going on i'm uh i just want to be enthralled in it in a different way then i'll yeah. have to wait to get there i feel like some of the action had some flaws but okay maybe they're working on it um like when they didn't have their helmets on it's them the actual actors doing it yeah it's obvious yeah sure there's a difference mm-hmm. from them with the helmets there's that um uh, but pretty pretty dang awesome with, with mandalorian the first 
episode at the end of that the big reveal was Grogu yeah I want there to be a big reveal with Book of Boba Fett and I think it'd be cool if it was Connor Freeman or something like that okay maybe not the same name because that's kind of a stupid name I think but it'd be cool to realize there's more of him's <laughs> I think Freeman's been used in other clones already. I think that's a thing in Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, I know. Okay. But okay. it's just like, come on. No, thank you. <laughs> Give him a cool name. He's a Fett. Make him a Fett. What if he was Connor Freeman, but at the end they're like, you are something Fett now. Mm. Give Boba Fett a son. <laughs> okay, interesting. Possibly, possibly. Uh, yeah, there has to be something bigger at stake, right? Because literally in the first one, he's saving a baby. And in this one, he's kind of, so far the intentions are selfish. He wants to be like a warlord in his yeah. own way. Mm-hmm. maybe better but in his own way that's it's not as uh as moralistic yeah yes so, what is it though? i i still think Bo- book of boba fett could be really good mm-hmm. and honestly i was going into it not liking boba fett anymore oh from what i saw in mandalorian season two but now i'm kind of more interested maybe the book helped but I, i'm eager to see what the season will bring okay okay I, I i need to look more into boba fett because i think you know it wasn't really good until 2015 oh, star yeah, wars right, so right. <laughs> well this is blood ties four issue story they do a tom taylor does another story after this and that one's called boba fett is dead so all right uh maybe it's not canon (laughs) (laughs) maybe not all right um that's it for star wars you want to get into side stories let's do it my side story this week is something that we watched together. Something you actually plopped on is on HBO Max, there was a new re- reunion thing with the Harry Potter world. Return to Hogwarts, right? Yes. Did you enjoy it? I did. Um, it was pretty awesome. It made me really miss Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman? Yeah. Yeah. I got sad. Can you hear the popping? Yeah. I mean, the whole time, the point of it is to reminisce, right? Yeah. It's just uh, the behind the scenes stuff, seeing the cast members again in their in a kind of older age. Um, um, like obviously the the they're running through all of the movies right like like right. kind of one by one each movie the feel of each movie um talking to the like cast members the main three obviously in their little group but then they'll also like bundle up the groups of like characters that belong together yeah like the weasleys all together and see what their take mm-hmm. was on when they had their like hovel scenes or whatever in their little home in the borough and also like uh, the takes of like the directors right as yeah. you kind of walk through one of them one by one by one like Chris Columbus mm-hmm. uh, after he sailed this, the, the seas to America he, <laughs> he directed two Harry, directed Potter. two Harry Potters he started <laughs> off a great franchise yeah <laughs> uh, and you kind of see like the evolution of the the movies right I think the the first ones are obviously more kiddie and then once you get to the third one probably the best movie of them all mm-hmm. it takes this darker turn yeah that really paid off it was an amazing movie right obviously but by uh, Alfonso Cuaron Alfonso Cuaron Cuaron really awesome accent and everything that he's he's doing i love i think like he really had his his head on his shoulders for this one and they kind of kind of really went into like the darker tone of the the movies after the success of that one right like yeah for sure it it may be too much so i think you're scared no 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 (laughs) the one i'm scared of the most is the second movie because there's gigantic spiders in that one you know how i feel about spiders especially (laughs) giant ones um, but it's good to just see them again. Good to see that none of them are really uh, resentful that this may be the best thing they've ever done is the Harry uh, Potter. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's kind of true. Well, mm. maybe Alan Rickman, no, but yeah, everyone else. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think like the main three, like they're still happy that they're in this world. You see that in this, that they, they haven't seen each other for kind of a long time. And sure. Then it's like, you know, kids seeing yeah. their childhood friends again or their brother and sister after this whole time. Yeah. Kind of feel. And 
and it's 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 nice to see. Uh, I think Emma Watson is the the biggest star, so they kind of leaned into her for as far as like the cinematography. Like, uh, yeah, she was in it a lot, a lot for like the, the look, quick shots they had. They like recreate the set, I think, in some spots. Right? Yeah, that was pretty entertaining. Where they like filled up the the hall and everything with the I think the the candles even in the in the the roof. Yeah, that was crazy. That on set, those are real candles that like, are really lit. Like, and they're hanging from the ceiling, like on on fishing line to yeah. make it look like they're floating. But there's like hundreds of them. Like one of those could have fell and burnt the whole thing down. The whole hall is made out of wood. Yeah, anything anything's gonna catch. Full of fire. children. <laughs> I love, I also like what Harry or Daniel Radcliffe I should say was about that was like we took that for granted the practical effects of the time like yeah that was like the last batch mm-hmm. of really using practical effects for everything because everything's CG now I, although it looks awesome there's still some real factor you miss out when you do CG everything mm-hmm. yeah. the Dementors you know you could, yeah it's easy to tell that they're not really there especially because like when you you have to act with CG it's a lot harder for the actors yeah. And if they're not like human scale, right? Oh yeah, if they're of bigger. Like it's you lose something. I think so. Maybe they'll miss the eye line. That's yeah. a big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, with the CG thing is there's they use a shot in the in the little reunion too. Was there's a big fight? I think from the, like the last two movies where there's like fifty wizards on each side fighting <laughs> each other, and oh, so yeah. they're they're flinging their wands, but in, re- in real life there's no glowing lights coming out, <laughs> and and it's just people screaming, whipping and stuff in the air. <laughs> There's no weaponry involved. LARPing. Yeah, exactly. It's a pretty funny shot. Um, but it's good to see them reminisce again. You seeing all the, even their, their takes on everything. Uh and the 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 people that passed away, yeah. it kind of touched you. They kind of ended with that, mm-hmm. like rem- reminiscing about those people. Um, I think like uh, Malfoy's mother passed away already. Right. That actress, yeah. she was great. Um, and also obviously Alan Rickman, yeah, such a such a star already. Um, but man, it, it's crazy to think like it's been twenty years since the first one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When it was coming out, were you like, was it like I'm for sure gonna watch this in the theater when it comes out? Because I didn't watch really any of them until they're all done. Like I got into it way after. I definitely didn't see in the theater because oh, okay. the first time I saw it it was a Christmas gift actually oh. it was a DVD from our grandma she gave it to me for mm. for Christmas actually it was pretty good uh, pretty good gift there so that was the first time I saw it what's funny is they, she gave our cousin um, the second movie so he couldn't watch the first movie <laughs> so it was already down the road like I definitely wasn't the type to be reading the books either those, yeah. I was a slow reader as a kid I could not read those thick those were thick books for me at the time I think Emma Watson said like she was eight when the first book came out and her dad read it to her right uh-huh. and her dad could barely read speak english let alone read it to us so i don't think i don't think i knew what was going on back then all the way back then yeah i didn't get to it till like they're pretty much done yeah and then i just like knocked it out and watched all of them and that's why i really liked it and then i really liked it was when we went to the theme park it was pretty dope i was right? like whoa this is real now <laughs> it's in front of me <laughs> i can touch grip. this now <laughs> But yeah, those movies are great. I think I like Half Blood Prince the most. Really? I think so, yeah. Because of the always. Oh, wow. Yeah, that does hit you. I think um, th- th- those two movies, like five and six, mm-hmm. those are maybe the lulls for me. I just love Alan Rickman. And that's the yeah, most right. Alan Rickman one of them all. Yeah. He's the Half-Blood Prince. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't seen it yet. Um, 
but I, I love those movies. I've seen them so many times on freaking ABC Family at the Christmas <laughs> marathons yeah. that I've seen the countless times. The nostalgia is still there. I can't wait to go back to Universal to actually see it. Maybe down the road, things settle down even further if we can go to Florida and see the, the other one. It's so weird when you're watching this reunion mm-hmm. and you see the characters that like play the kids and they're like laughing it up and have a good time with the actors that played the villains. Yeah. Because like there's a there's an interview where it's like Daniel Radcliffe and uh, Helena Bottom Carter. Yeah. And they're like buddy buddy they're like best friends talking about it but in the movies they like hate each other yeah <laughs> well obviously like she's awful in the movie yeah but it's just funny like they're they're talking and they they had like secret notes that they wrote each other that they're reading together oh uh, yeah i think it's like a, a text to each other right yeah, like it's kind of funny it's kind of funny uh, i didn't know that she wore f- fake teeth in the uh, movie that, what do you mean they're terrible teeth i thought she was just doing a face oh, and wow. i mean she's, she's british i <laughs> know <laughs> <laughs> So I thought that could be what was going on, but yeah, okay, surprise. You, I love seeing these behind the scenes stuff that I didn't know at all before. Yeah, I like um, the actor that plays the dad Malfoy, Lucius Malfoy. Lucius Malfoy, yeah. Yeah. Um, he didn't want to play that character. No, that's what he said. So he played it like very like flat and like through his teeth, and they're like, "That's perfect." And then he cast him for that. <laughs> exactly what they want. Yeah, he was trying to be like a cold father, right? Which is what makes sense yeah. for building up this kind of kid that's. Mm-hmm. Sp- was supposed to be evil and Slytherin. Yeah. So it made sense. Yeah, but it was really cool seeing like the whole behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's almost interesting just to see the wonder in their eyes seeing the set again. Mm-hmm. Even though they've seen it so many times. Like even just the different shots of the set, like different angles, I mean. Yeah. It's just fun to see, man. That would that would be a set I would want to like walk across and visit in person, I think. I mean, even though we've we could see that in Universal. It's mm-hmm. not the same, the real thing. It's strange because not a lot of people like the Fantastic Beast movies, and I like those a lot. I don't really get it, like why people don't like them. I think they just have such a love for Harry Potter, and that's kind of a like diverged from that movie. Yeah, I can it's, see that. It's uh, not about kids. It's not even really about like Hogwarts anymore, or anything like that. And they might be changing some lore that they cherish as far as like Dumbledore stuff. Okay, yeah. So maybe that's why they don't like it as much. And also, like the it's a different kind of lead. You know what I mean? Newt's commander is not like Harry Potter. No, no, no. He's a Hufflepuff. Totally different story. <laughs> Come on. Sorry. It's totally different. I mean, come on. Um, you know what else I like since we're on this topic? Yeah. They have that Harry Potter trivia show right now. All right. I like yeah. watching that. It's pretty fun. Who's the uh, the host? Was it? Uh, Helen, Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren, yeah. 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 It makes perfect sense she would host that. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's really like some of the questions are just like, what was this person's color of their scarf or their shirt in the scene? It's like... You just gotta guess. Well, I think that's them like evening the playing field. Exactly, yeah. Because some of them are just like know everything about the books inside and out. <laughs> it was so funny. We saw the first episode. They're yeah. pulling people from the crowd, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> they're pulling in like kids from high school, whatever. The last guy's like 70 years old. Yeah, <laughs> and he knows more than all of them. <laughs> Super funny. I, I came into watching that thinking like, I'm gonna know all of these. <laughs> And I'm yelling at the answers like it's Jeopardy and Not I'm getting each one wrong. <laughs> <laughs> But man, I just I can't wait to maybe fall in love with the world. Like, Fantastic Beasts is good, but yeah. I'm wondering what's gonna follow that because the new trailer from Fantastic Beasts yeah. was key. I'm excited for it. There's some shots I thought were exciting, like that big scorpion thing. Yeah. It's a Fantastic Beast. I gotta say that, but I don't know if I am super excited about just from off the trailer. The most Fantastic Beast is uh, Maz Mikkelsen. He's in it now as Grindelwald. Grindelwald. Yeah. yeah. No more Johnny Depp. 
What is up? Uh, I gotta give. I hated Johnny Depp in the first Fantastic Beast. Just that freaking. He's in it for two seconds. And that's how much it should point out how much I hate him. Oh my god! Because that All sucked. Right. But I gotta give it to him. The second movie, he did an awesome job. Because he's a good, good actor, and he was good in the first one also. He was not good in the first. So <laughs> I know he's a great actor sometimes. Mm-hmm. What I can't wait for at the end of this third one, Maz Mikkels is gonna take off his mask and reveal it's Colin Farrell the whole time. No way. <laughs> Who saw that coming? Not Colin Farrell's character. It's just Colin Farrell, the yeah. person. And he looks like the penguin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There's some messy stuff in there, like sure. um, Ezra Mill's character. So, it kind of confuses me sometimes. That reveal surprised me a lot. So I'm, I'm liking it so far. Yeah. I, I Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, some of the... the but the shots, like the, the different take of it, like it's like old time, not old timing, but more like, uh, you know, World War time, right? But in yeah. New York or whatever, mm-hmm. it, it does give it a different look that still makes sense for me for this magical world that's enjoyable. Yeah. I don't I don't see why people hate it. I like in the trailer when um, Jacob, because he's like the only one that doesn't know anything about it. Right? Yeah. He's a, what do you call it, muggle? Yes, we obviously know what it is. Uh, he was like, what is this? And actually, then, actually, he's a, he's a nomage. A nomage. That's what they call it in America. <laughs> Nomagique. <laughs> uh, he was like, what room is this? And then uh, Newt is like, the room we require. They look really cool. Yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> the line was good. I didn't know if it, I understood. <laughs> I like how. <laughs> I'm slow. I, I like how, um, what's the actor's name? Uh, Foley? No, Newt's commander. Uh, uh, right. No. Ed? Is it something Ed? It's the it's Eddie like, Redmayne. Yes, okay. Uh, I, I really like Eddie Redmayne's delivery. Even though it, it is weird, I like how it's like slow and kind of like to himself. <laughs> he's whispering it? Yeah, I like his uh, um, the way he's portraying that character. Yeah, I think he's he's probably a really good actor. He's a very good actor. But I can't say um, some of the movies. I think Theory of Everything was overrated. Uh, actually, I haven't seen it. Okay, I've seen it. It gets kind of boring. Um, I like that, him in Chicago 7. Yeah, all right. That was an okay movie. Uh, so I think uh, the guy they casted for his brother, they have yes. like, like the same, but the, obviously their portrayals are totally different. Yeah. I had to look it up. Like, are they actually brothers? They're not. <laughs> they're not, sadly. But like, I was like, are they, they, they look almost exactly the same to me. They're like exact. No, not like, really. Like with a different like stylist or whatever. I mean, he's supposed to be the jock hero type right yeah and eddie remains supposed to be like the nerd quiet shy one like forced into being a hero yeah and they both totally fit that but i don't think they look like each other i thought they did i thought like wow they, they sound totally different obviously because they're, they're what they're portraying but i was like maybe they're actually brothers maybe or maybe they, they uh drank some of the charm and they made to look like <laughs> each other yeah but the that trailer looks really good uh-huh. and um the reunion special i almost kind of want to watch it because i missed some stuff but yeah it was good it was really good i'm i'm happy they chose to do this HBO has been doing that a lot with these reunion things and with the 20 year mark it made sense um, yeah I, I'm curious what they're going to do next with the Harry Potter IP but that was that was my side story super fun I wanted to talk about uh, since this is a comic book show mm-hmm. I want to talk about a comic book oh okay and I read um, Marvel Timeless issue number one. Oh, it just, just came out so I'll say a little unspoilery stuff and then I'm going to get into spoilers alright I'm fine with that yeah. are you okay with that yeah it's only yeah. one issue so far. I haven't read it yet, but I'm fine with it. Um, it centers around Kang. Oh. And I think Marvel, of course, Marvel does this where like we are introducing this new character in the movie, so we got to bolster him up in the comics a lot, build the popularity. So there's a lot of Kang stuff right now. There's also a lot of uh, X-Men stuff coming, right? Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, actually, coming is called Judgment Day. 
and I think it's like Avengers versus X Men versus Eternals. All right. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> toss everything in there. Yeah, let's sell these books. <laughs> Some of these characters. Yeah. But uh, Timeless, issue number one, came out. And uh, it's very good. Very entertaining. It's not action-packed. All right. But it is kind of um, getting to know Kang on a deeper level, for especially for readers that don't know Kang, which I think a lot of uh, people, their first introduction to Kang is Jonathan Majors. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And they want to know more. So getting this book that features him, you'll learn a lot more about him. I know his backstory, but I, I don't know him, his character, you know, what his personality is like. This will explain it. Okay, I like that. The story is about him and um, kind of what they do a lot in comics. Like in uh, Kingdom Come, he's with like an old dude. Remember the like, old dude character? In yeah, Kingdom like a, Come? a random guy that's just a, a bystander that yeah. they rope into the story. In this version, the old dude is a like a, I think he's like a writer's expert f- like professor and right. his speciality is like super powered beings and he's writing a book on super villains like of marvel right oh okay i like that and he's declaring like who's the most evil one or greatest one right like number one villain pretty much right he's making you know he's making a tier list <laughs> a tier list right <laughs> And he put number one, Doctor Doom. Oh, that makes sense. I think a lot of people, you'd be at the top of that list. Uh, this pissed off Kang. That's funny. <laughs> he pissed off this, this yeah. uh, time-hopping being. Yeah. So the, the, the story of Timeless, at least the first issue, is he's bringing this guy along with him through time, showing him why he's better. <laughs> <laughs> he's freaking doing a... Like a Christmas Carol type Kinda, thing? yeah. All right. I mean, it's not big events in Marvel, but it's just like, you need to get to know me, right? Uh, and um, you'll see why Doctor Doom is nothing and I'm the best. That's f- I-, I could see him going to the scene and he's like, eh? Eh? Hey, look at this. See that? Yeah. All right. Now let's go over here. <laughs> it's a car salesman. So that that's pretty much the premise of it, right? All right. But uh, I want to get into spoilers because there's something in this book that kind of, kind of blew my mind. Oh, really? Right. Or kind of like got me very excited what is it all right um, got me excited so uh he's with kang is with this guy for only about a week right but they've been jumping through every time like throughout humanity right i okay like he hangs out with him in primitive caveman time where all the cavemen think he's a god right <laughs> this is what kang does in his free time yeah it's all funny because right. like he's there hunting a mammoth for the caveman uh-huh. right and the cavemen are like cheering him on and stuff and then the old guy's like just writing in his notes like he's there in like a cardigan writing notes about what's <laughs> happening that's a funny sh- shot okay yeah um and then uh something happens this is full spoilers now right for yeah. issue number one all right something happens where he gets an alert and they call it a pirate timeline a timeline that diverged and is trying to uh stay alive as a separate timeline from the main timeline huh. and now Kang says like usually these offshoot timelines would time would correct itself and eliminate that timeline but there's a super strong being in that timeline that's keeping it alive so we have to go there and and kill that being before it overtakes our main timeline right okay so it sounds like kang's kind of a good person here he's like keeping track he's the bookkeeper he just wants to be the most powerful so it's like i can't let this guy Uh whoever this is overtake me right just prune his timeline his branch pretty much right and um kang yes he's a villain and he of course he's the conqueror 
but he says like killing and being bad evil or anything like that like that's just secondary his nature his most desire is to be victorious okay right that's Number like one. line yeah he's just like i will never be defeated and if i have to if, if killing is what i have to do to do that i'll do that but killing is not my my desire he was number one yeah okay. all right you don't know what that's from do no you? i don't that's from spongebob okay <laughs> i don't know that um so in a way uh the guy is like starting to respect kang right Re- all right uh, yes weird uh so then uh they go to the divergent timeline the pirate timeline and the being from that timeline that's keeping that universe alive is their dr doom right oh, all right and he's like oh now i get to prove why i'm better than dr doom right okay and then when they get to him he's like it's almost like he's a- attached to like a supercomputer like like he's part of it already right the, that dr doom yeah all right and then when they get closer dr doom's eyes he has pulled out his eyes and one eye is the reality stone one eye is the time stone all right okay right he's like this is how he's be able to keep this timeline alive using the reality stone and the time stone and he's attached to a computer yeah and he's like super smart right and then he takes off his mask and it's revealed it's not even dr doom it's that world's reed richards Ooh. okay all right and he's literally the last being alive in that timeline all right and he's like I've been able to keep this alive because uh, he's even like killed celestials and absorbed. I drank their blood to absorb their power. I've fused the infinity stones into me, right? Like he has the time stone and the uh, reality stone in his in his eyes. It looks kind of silly right? in his eye sockets. He has like jewels in his eyes, right? Yeah, he's like Lil Uzi Vert. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they they defeat him, right? But when they're searching for him, they're looking through all these like what if timelines, kind of right? right. Other branches, and um, it's kind of like when he's like in the middle of a room and there's all these like shards of different timelines all surrounding them, and you get to see like all these like kind of like what if dimensions right okay and you see one where like thanos is wielding mjolnir and on all sides of mjolnir is an infinity stone so like these are different futures that could occur that could occur right okay and actually a lot of them are uh easter eggs for upcoming comics oh yeah other series other series that are coming later this year for marvel all right okay so you see like spider-man you see like there's a new iron fist so it's it's really like a preview for Marvel comics. Okay, right? it's Th- this is their uh, solicitations. <laughs> <laughs> this is like every software when they have events, they'll have one to like prime everybody for what's right. coming next. This is that book. I think this is that book. Yeah. Okay, it's like a catalog. Yeah, but anyway, they defeat um, that Doom. Like he still calls himself Doom, right? Oh. But it was Reed Richards, uh, and then he sends. He kind of like shows like, see, I could beat Doom. He's nothing. I even saved this art main timeline yeah so i'm the greatest i'm the conqueror and uh you should change your book right (laughs) so he sends him back to his regular timeline and he's writing in his book about his time spent with kang it's funny because like he spent like a week with him yeah but he's like back to like right when he left off like he returned him a second later right right it makes sense to his original time so he's writing his book but then he says like there's one thing that still haunts my dreams and i can't get this out of my head and uh like kang was like ignoring it and it was something he saw in the what if things oh okay and this is a big spoiler okay yeah and he drew a symbol on the book right that symbol is the logo for miracle man no way yeah. so he's in marvel now no way wow <laughs> <laughs> you think they, well, they they own him again they do yeah i looked it up they own him again wow Komoda. <laughs> 
This, yeah, this is blowing my mind right now. He's, he's gonna be in it. Do I want that? Do I want that? It was the MM. It was the logo, and he drew it on. Straight it's like the, the last page of the book. The logo is on. The oh guy's my god! Book. Alan Moore is pissed. <laughs> well, he doesn't care. <laughs> he cares a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think what uh, Marvel's going to do is going to let him finish it. No way, seriously. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you you got me super excited again. You would never work with them again. <laughs> But um, yeah, they have the rights to use that character now, and they're gonna fold him into Marvel. That's pretty amazing. That's yeah. uh, it was a good it was a good book. All in all, like that Miracle Man's literally like one page at the end. Yeah, yeah. But the entire book about Kang and all this stuff was pretty good. And it was is there gonna be more or is it I just a one shot? I think there's more. Wow. Okay. Just because of the whole like story it gave and like the these little Easter eggs. Yeah. It's got me excited. I might want to pick that up and read that too. Yeah. A lot of I'm gonna start catching up with Marvel because there's a lot of good stuff coming i think yeah i uh i haven't been going to the comic book shop because we just moved it you know mm. dropped my list from the other place so i don't have a go-to shop near me right now but yeah. i'm gonna start exploring you might have to catch up see yeah. what miracle man's doing man i actually haven't finished his old like um the alan moore run yet yeah and there's still the neil gaiman one that follows up that up mm-hmm. which I, from the look of it i don't know if i'd like as much mm, okay yeah. i think they're they might get neil gaiman to finish it or they he already has and they're a use that as a closer okay i see like he hasn't released it but he's finished yeah. it all right i actually want to see like someone that big yeah but someone else do it i don't have anyone in mind or anything but i want to see like, that like well, type of like heady mentality to the comics yeah i'll say jason aaron but he's kind of a little uh team up bookie kind of yeah 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 I, his avenger stuff it, it's it's kind of a saturday morning cartoon sometimes yeah well, it, i don't hate good. it it's, it's an good. avengers that's what it's supposed to be exactly yeah so i I don't, I don't know if uh, he's my vote mm. who I'd nominate. I don't, I don't have someone right now, but it's got to be someone that understands what more was going for. Just mm. And at the time, how no, great groundbreaking it was. They're not going to do that. <laughs> they're going to go for the money bag. <laughs> they're going to go for the most generic guy. Awesome. <laughs> who is that? Uh, not to throw shots, but it was like dance lot or something. I don't know. Go go steal um, Tom King from DC. All right. <laughs> Tom King would, would love that. <laughs> But yeah, uh, when I, I, honestly, like I heard about this before I read it, so I was like, oh, I'll have to read it. Okay, so that's what got me, and it was good. That's that's pretty dope, though. I mean, maybe just to learn about Kang, that's something too, because it I, was. Yeah. I don't know him a whole lot. I know his like storylines, but I've never read one from front to back. Right? Like, yeah. It's more or less his storylines explained in other comics. Yeah. Like his his other versions. This too. one's all about Kang, and I think the the whole idea is all the other issues will be about Kang, but like this is a setup for it. And it, it sold like I, I'm really into it now. That's really cool. Okay, that makes sense that they would release this for us mm-hmm. um, fans, but not you know know every single thing about every single thing, right? Type of fan, <laughs> like uh, fans that didn't know Kang, man, they really don't know Miracle Man. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Miracle Man, how generic of a name. <laughs> Do you think they're going to change his name? Maybe they back, could. Right? Yeah. I mean, who owns that name? Because I, I, mean, I think they, that's why they changed it. They couldn't it. use it because of that, but now they, that is them. Yeah, that, that is them. <laughs> I, we're obviously getting ahead of ourselves, but do you think a movie could happen? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think it won't have. I think uh, no, it's too deep. Yeah, it's sometimes too racist. Points. It's also like kind of similar to stuff they already have. Yeah, in in ways, but yeah. the vibe is the vibe different. is totally different. Yeah. But like, 
I, I read a thing where like they're never going to do Century in the movies because it's already the idea is already too close to No Way Home. <laughs> Oh, the storyline? The story of him making everyone forget him. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of don't know the character. Man, oh, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but read Timeless. Even though I told you everything about it, you should still read it. Still read it. Wow, that's a big storyline. I'm most curious what they'll follow that up with. All right, cool. Yeah, cool. That's it. Timeless. You have anything else you want to talk about? That's it for me. Yeah, we're going to save stuff for for next time, maybe. Cool. All right. Uh, guys, if you haven't already, please don't forget, subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast or on every major podcast platform. And the best way to help us is actually to leave a review. If you could do that on our Apple Podcast page, that's the best place to do it. It gets the most eyes on our little show. And uh, yeah, we would really appreciate it. Yes, sir. And find us on Instagram, Facebook, at, and Twitter, or at the Reader Copy Podcast. Um, yeah, let's talk about that bombshell if you know what's going down with Miracle Man and all that. And yeah, what you guys are enjoying. Yeah, cool. We'll be back next week with another book. Until then, Dale, can you hit him with the outro? If you like what we had to say about the book, pick it up and read your copy. See ya. Later. <laughs> Error. Error.